stage advice and you're not. Today, uh, I'm going to open up with a quote first from hyperallergic.com. The whole of American society is still incredibly racist and anti-women. In certain ways, we see the art world as a part of that world. Now, the Sage Advice podcast has branded itself as an art podcast for many of years. You can see now that we are slowly transitioning out of that to focus on other issues in the community at hand um, and in, in a very specific community as well. But I felt that I needed to address these issues and have a proper send-off, being that I built my brand off of this for about four years now on music, movies, and pop culture, and then for a while, local art. So I'm introducing Sonia to the podcast to talk about um, why, why it needs to end, why we need to transition, and why we need to most importantly educate ourselves on what's going on in the art community right now. Sonia, hi, how are you? I'm good. How are you? I'm very uh, excited to finally address the elephant in the room uh, that we've been very aware of but never addressed. Um, but you addressed it head on, which made me uh, super excited to have you on here because I've been trying to figure out how to announce like, hey, I'm coming, I'm winding down on this because it's bullshit, <laughs> honestly. Um, so I'm going to read off your post that you made on Instagram that provoked me to message you and then build this episode for three weeks straight. So here's the post. I quit creating in Fresno. It was too vain. The scene didn't say much. It had no real vision for humanity or was speaking the truth that would provoke thought or curiosity. So I left. First of all, that was the best departure message right there. But then you wrote more, more of an explanation. Like, best breakup text ever, but you're like, wait, let me add some more spice to that. You said, because art is about revolution, and my favorites weren't doing it for their image, they did it because it was their soul speaking and it had to be released. Of course, that's my opinion and people are allowed to disagree. But I felt empty sharing anything that had value to me in that city. First of all, you define art <laughs> and then define the biggest issue of what's going on in art culture as a whole, but mostly here. Then there's more. I just, I, I love this. I love this. Gotta keep it spicy because I'm Indian. <laughs> <laughs> Anything I made came from a place where I cried, almost died, went through depression and evolved, chased impulse, tapped into something outside myself. I never did it for validation or belonging. I was being vulnerable. Fucking audience. And then you're just like, I'm going to be punk rock as fuck and say fuck you. And I was like, <laughs> boom. I need her on my podcast. And then I looked over and then there was more shit on there. <laughs> I don't care for branding art. That's how you kill creativity. Marketing yourself is putting on a mask. And not the good kind that protects you from COVID. She didn't say that, but I said that. Yeah. Selling out. That means a life lived inauthentically. I'm not down for that. That's true oppression. Never fuck a dollar. I can get through by other means, such as investment. We're going to talk about investment in a later episode, just because I have so many questions about yes, what investment okay. is. I was going to say because as a woman and as a woman of color, because there is that huge gap in pay, um, statistically speaking, um, there's like a statistic out there about like how many women commonly experience poverty within their lifetime, especially if you're not aspiring to try to marry someone to secure your life and you're just trying to like follow your dreams and like accomplish your goals. Um, you will experience being poor at some point. And uh, I think also women need to be empowered financially, like your financial um, intelligence is actually like a skill set that is necessary to navigate through life. And I'm learning now um, how to do that. Like I am actually, there's ways to take courses and classes for investing. Like definitely, dude, real estate, like going into lending myself, like I don't rely on art for money because, not because I don't think my art isn't worth anything, um, but because, like, I need to be able to, like, be independent financially and not have to depend on anybody else for that. 
and Laura is also looking into investing, so I can't wait for you two to give me a, a lesson on investment. Uh, so then I don't have to take the class. Then I could just schedule an appointment to set up Roth IRA. I, what are they called? Roth IRAs? That's what I'm going to do. <laughs> You're going to get yourself like a little index fund. Yes. Compound interest. That's what I'm going to do. But today um, we are talking about empowering women of color in the art scene. Okay. When I went over your IG posts, I was very hyped. As you saw, just me reading it alone, I was very hyped. We had to redo this because I was so excited reading the message. <laughs> I, I lost my ability to read when I read the message. And <laughs> so when I saw it, I was like, fuck yeah, that's what I've been saying for seasons and seasons and seasons, yet no one's ever reacting to it. Or the people that caused this just saying, cool, let me be on your podcast, completely, like, oblivious to the fact this is about them. So, when I read it, I felt empowered and I agreed. But there's some people out there, and I know there's other art studios that listen to this, that are going to be like, what the fuck? Oh, it's just bitterness. She's salty, right? She just yeah. doesn't understand marketing. Now, what are your thoughts on that? On that alone, like, what was your uh, true intention of making that post, and what are your intentions now here on the podcast? Well, first off, like, I'm not bitter. I have shown in a couple different places in Fresno. I've been able to get shows. I've been able to be a part, like, a member of Spectrum Gallery. I've shown at, like, Scraps, for example, Fulton Street Coffee, Broadway Studios. I've shown at the Monday Mixer at Strummers. Um... So um, it wasn't like my tone wasn't angry or upset. I just really wanted to like voice what I was thinking and how I feel about it. Just I wanted to speak my truth. And um, as for like my goal for being an artist and just being a creative, like it's not for money. So I don't really have to capitalize on my creation. I don't have to... Um, really be concerned about marketing or clout like if you my whole I guess goal for doing anything creative was simply to c connect with people and that was the whole point it was it was like showing at art hop and having these shows and then experiencing this total disconnect from people and just feeling empty afterwards was like very disappointing because I didn't experience that in Portland. I don't experience that here in the Bay. And I think if there's a lack of community and, and I've already, I do truly feel like an outsider looking in. A, that's kind of just been my view of life since just growing up. And I, I really thought I could finally bridge that gap by showing being vulnerable but that just didn't happen there just didn't feel like there was a sense of community there just felt more alienated and what's the importance of community as a woman of color in art why is it so important that you have a community representing you well for one thing it makes you feel visible and seen and heard and I think every human being needs to experience that, whatever you're doing, not just in the arts, but, and also, like, once I posted that, I realized a lot of people reached out who could relate, and it was just interesting to see that people were reaching out and connecting based on that, and it was like, why didn't we have this conversation when I was there in Fresno? Why didn't we connect on this then? Um... And that's just like, I don't know, I think especially when it comes to something like art and just this, it's a form of expression. And if there aren't people having conversations about it after or what's going on in the world, the political climate, there's a lot going on. There's a lot that's happening right in front of us. Like, why are there no conversations? Why is it dead silent? And most importantly, the intention of, yeah, women artists are very underrepresented, but today the narrative is about women of color that are artists. And w let's talk about the astronomical 
disproportionate rate of women of color being represented. You have a lot of backing and research. That's what we've been doing for the past three weeks on this episode. Let's get into the research of the disproportionate rates of women of color in the art world. Right. So as we've been researching and, you know, one specific article we both really liked that has like a good amount of statistics and it's women um, talking about women in art and women of color and the huge disparity and just the huge gender bias in general that men just dominate the art world and it's predominantly white men. So it's not giving a lot of people that platform to be seen and to be visible, to be heard and to be included. And uh, that's a huge problem because it's not representing our reality. Like more than half of this country is people of color. And there's a lot of little girls out there who come out to art shows or maybe want to be creative one day and they don't see themselves. So they might not follow what they want to do. They might not follow their path. And that just, that's just like not something I want. You know, I want any little girl out there who wants to do something to know that she can do it just as much as anybody else can. Um, so like as for the women of color in the art world, um, Many of them who even work at galleries or museums have already been under this like really false impression that a lot has changed and a progress has been made. But due to the actual data that's out there um, over research covering the past two decades, it's been relatively stagnant. And that's shocking. Oh, no, like... Here's, let's talk about, this is, let's talk about right now, currently, right? Right now, we are living through a monumental movement, right? And this is to support the statements that are, that Sonia just said, okay? We're living in a monumental movement, but who's telling the stories right now of this movement? Single-handedly, like, who's documenting it? Who's sharing it? Who's profiting off of it and making art off of it? White men. (laughs) Like... White, you can go to the largest art page right now on IG, on any local level, your favorite white man artist that you follow on your IG, I know you follow white men on your IG, don't even get me started on that, it's a separate issue, okay? So, those are the ones that are documenting this, and they're profiting off of the narrative that is not theirs. Right, the appropriation it's it it, that is without even crediting you know yes and imagine how much of an impact the story will be if it was told by the person that's actually living it it wouldn't be so like white the whitewashing of a story um removes all of the facts it removes like you're trying to make an emotional impact with your work by telling your white narrative but you're actually doing the complete opposite of that there's no impact there when you haven't like experienced that like your long thesis statement about uh, a black lives matter movement or uh women like okay here's a good one like you know the malalia story right that alone being told by a white person when they were doing that for so long mm-hmm. it's just not the same coming from that person like it's just i like i don't understand why we continually keep uh trying to in allowing the the white narrative to be pushed on us when there's so many other great creators that are in that movement right now. Um, they're taking away from the facts. And this is our biggest problem that we have in society in general, but especially in the art world. It's like we keep prop, we profit off of trauma that isn't even ours. <laughs> We're exploiting right. other people's trauma. It's, it's totally problematic. And it doesn't make them, I'm sorry, but it's not your trauma. Therefore, it's not your story. Therefore, please just shut up. Please just like talk about your own stuff and let the people who are actually experiencing something, give them some space to create the dialogue. Give them the mic so they can speak. Give them a platform. Give them a show. 
give them a solo exhibition, which, yeah, you can, due to the statistics, like, yeah, there's been more people that are of color, specifically women and women in general. Yeah, you've been getting more shows, but, like, the actual problem when it comes in the art world of, like, the the domination of white men, it's it hasn't really changed. There's a huge inequity, like a racial inequity, and I just would like to see, um, you know, when it comes to, like, artists who are show, showing and currently they're white I'm, and they're doing the Black Lives Matter art. Yeah. Yeah. Support. Support. I'm really proud of you for taking a moment out of your time to create that and um but like it's a little concerning because you're capitalizing on a movement that I don't know how sincerely you understand and how sincerely you are supportive of and let's talk about this alone too as well it's like here in Fresno they did our thing is like murals i don't know why it's murals like instead of like housing the poor we're just painting over abandoned buildings like that's what we're doing like i'm not i don't really fuck with muralists that much just on the the basis of like why are you advocating like spray painting on an abandoned building that could be flipped to house the poor but whatever that's another issue but let's talk about it so they are profiting off a of trauma once again but they're profiting off a main stream trauma like these these murals based off of high media news cases that you're painting like i kind of i'm just not with the shit bro like yeah you're saying that you're woke enough to do that but like why aren't we talking on a local level and also in another factor of this is why aren't you just taking a minute to shut up like like take a minute Take your resources that you have and just be like, you know what? Like, I could be on the news station right now because I spray painted George Floyd on an abandoned building. But instead, I'm going to take that and give that to a person that probably has more to say than I do when I only know one case. When this person's living it their whole fucking life. And that's that's the biggest issue. So sorry. Oh my god, it's just really... um... You're going to, it's just like the issue of like, you're trying to get attention for something that has nothing to do with you. Yes. Like, and there are people who literally do need this platform and it would actually enact more change and it would actually raise awareness because they would be speaking the language. They know that suffering because it is their own and Maybe the problem is, like, we've had enough of white people trying to explain things for us. Um, And then there's always the issue of, like, when a woman of color speaks up, you know, they it's just, like, that whole silencing thing, too. Like, you're, they won't let you speak. And it's, like, that's, I don't know. Like, it's, like, if a white woman speaks, it's, like, of course, that's listened to. If she's, like trying to be like I'm disappointed or I'm I'm so shocked or like my feelings it's like well when a brown or black woman or any woman of color speaks like you're so people are just so quick to be like she's crazy she's over dramatic yeah she's yeah and it's like well you're not gonna even let me voice my concern you're not even gonna let me speak or be heard yeah and I think as if that's that's yeah. a total I mean that's a huge problem that's like the problem that needs to be addressed and with artists like if you already have the platform why can't you move over and allow someone else to sit at the table especially when it comes to like what's going on right now like the whole racial inequity that still is completely prevalent today just as much as it was yesterday let's be real yeah and i think that's also another thing that people don't seem to understand right now is that um 
it's your world and I'm just living in it. For some reason, we're constantly trying to have a seat at the table that's not even ours. It's like, we're not, like this isn't, we don't need to do that right now. And why are we also afraid of just pulling, bringing a chair up as well? Like, what, what is the reason, as they say on, on TikTok, what is the reason? <laughs> I'm not really sure what the reasons are. It's just like that competitive nature um, especially like if you think about the art world, it's, um, since there is such a disparity, like we can go into a statistic right now. Um, so according to the national museum of women in the arts, um, the data analysis of 18 major U S art museums found collections are 87% male and 85% white. So if you take a moment and let that sink in, Women already are working so hard in this world um, to get ahead, to get to make their mark. And then of that, the women of color, they have even much, much smaller. They comprise of such a tiny percent of that. And they have to work as double as hard as the white women because they have double the disadvantage. And this is not just people being upset or huffy or puffy or this is not a lack of marketing this is not a lack of skill this is not a lack of talent this is not even because art students are like there's a gender disparity there in art classes no there's actually a balanced amount of guys and there's a balanced amount of girls there's an equal pretty equal amount the issue literally is the way the art world is set up and we live in a completely racist country like that is run on this white supremacist like you know premise of like literally they're just trying to maintain their dominance in every aspect of our culture and society there's systemic oppression and of course if that's the issue overall there's going to be that systemic oppression is going to trickle into the art world. The art world is not somehow isolated or, you know, outside of that. Now, what would be the best solution right now for, uh, for women of color trying to show in Fresno? Like, what would you say, the, what are the needs? What, what do you need for it to be a successful showing of women of color um, that is beyond, not to uh, be insulting, but is beyond the, the constant brand of Mexican-American branding. Because I, I, it seems very like this and that, when there's so much in between, but we're only branding ourselves as two things. Clovis White right. Girls doing watercolor in Mexican-American art. When there's, this is a very diverse county, this is a very diverse city. Yeah. So what's the yeah. suggestion that we do to rebrand and to be more inclusive? Well, first off, it's, as you said, it's a, Fresno is a hugely diverse place. One of the most diverse places in this nation. And I think maybe having a show that is specifically women only and, um, Going to even high schools or going to, like, um, not just, like, Clovis schools, clearly, but um, high schools in different areas of Fresno, finding artists or, like, letting them know that Art Hop exists and actually giving them a chance. Just give people a chance who are creative and expressive and normally didn't even think that they would be allowed in this arena um, to show their work. And allow, like, no matter what it is, don't try to discriminate on the way the work, the way the work looks. Like, let them express themselves. Like, let them show. Let women show, especially women of color who don't get the opportunity as much as white women do, clearly. But, like, let's just maybe have, like, dedicate just an art showing once a month just for women, as they had mentioned in an article that according to the Feminist Art Coalition, they were saying 
and the hyperallergic um, article, which was called What the Data Tells Us About Challenges Facing Female Artists of Color is, you know, institutionally to have a museum that is solely dedicated to women and the history of um, women's arts. That's one step in the right direction. Another step in the right direction is allowing women to be in leadership roles in museums. And one example of that would be the Women of Color in the Arts is a group of colored women. I'm pretty sure there's one white woman on board. Maybe she's white. I don't really know. But they're definitely, they have a um, great set of, like, values, like their uh, vision of what they want to do and how they want to integrate, like, the whole dialogue of, you know, racial democracy and having that equity in the art world and that representation and the importance of people who don't feel visible to be seen, you know, and having their work promoted and their work being shown in galleries and being sold. And another issue in this, in the art world is even the cost of what men's work sells for versus what women's work sells for so i'll give you a statistic on that so more than 196.6 billion has been spent on an art auction between 2008 and the first half of 2019 of this work of women accounts for 4 billion so out of the 196.6 billion women's works accounts for just the four billion that's a huge gap which comprises two percent um it's like even out of how many women are artists and selling their works and you know having their shows they're not even making barely any money compared to men that's just distressing it is it's alarming. It's, and that's a statistic based on research. This isn't people huffing and puffing and being mad and being like, oh, well, things aren't fair. No, they are not fair. Let's have this conversation and let's continue having this conversation. What is your response to people that are going to get defensive and reactive when they hear this podcast? Well, first off, let's go into one more statistic. So let's <laughs> yes. clarify exactly how many women of color are currently over the past, let's see, since 2017. Okay, so if you guys will actually take the time to read the article published on hyperallergic.com, which I hope you'll link it, which you'll, you'll link it. Yes. So you guys, come on, read it. what the data tells us about challenges facing female artists of color so they took an actual statistic um that the proportions of men versus women um in the art world it's 70 to 30 so 70 men to 30 women ratio and out of that 30 percent that are women 80 percent are white women and of that are 5.6 are women of color artists and that's just that's where it's at and that's not just one color that's just all of them so if you want to divide that up even further there's a chart on the article that has a visual chart that goes into each individual ethnicity and then it gets smaller and smaller See, there's no, like, debunking that or, like, defunding this idea at all. It's essentially... It's not my idea. That's what I'm saying. So if yeah. you want to get upset or argue, yeah. this isn't an argument. Exactly. Like, you you don't... You, however you feel, really analyze that, examine where that is coming from, and uh, read the articles with the information, the actual facts. Yeah. Because this is a reality. This is not my opinion. This is why I was so excited to do this episode. Due to the fact that this is something that cannot be debated. It, 
it's indisputable and you can see it you can see it if you're not looking you're 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 not paying attention and that's the biggest problem that uh, we continue to face we don't address the problem we we continually just ignore the problem and avoid it and avoid it and avoid it and then shit like this has to come about and then i have and (laughs) (laughs) we have to talk about it now Um, i have to talk about it yeah people like to chalk it up to oh that's just how you feel because maybe you don't get shows or maybe that's just how you feel because your art's not good or and that's not even something nobody said that to me personally i'm just like making hypotheticals right now of like maybe what people do hear from other people when they bring this up it's something that originally i felt it was a feeling you know it was like hmm things are a little off i'm observing and there's there's more of these types of people than any other people and then it's like i'm the only one who represents myself here um what's up with that but then you know nobody talks about it no one addresses it because it's uncomfortable it could be, it could, you know, conflict could arise, or I'm not really sure why people don't feel comfortable talking about it, because it affects all of us, especially if you're a woman of color in the arts, it affects you, even if you are getting shows, it doesn't end there, it doesn't mean like once you get to sit down at the table that it's over, you made it, you're still not white, and you're still not a white man. Are you, do you think it's over now? And then you sit at the table? No, you have to continue talking about it. You have to let other people sit at the table with you. You have to bring other people up that you know. It doesn't end. And if you don't talk about it, honestly, you're a part of the problem. If I don't talk about it, I'm a part of the problem. I'm enabling. I'm not okay with that. Like, what kind of world are my kids going to live in? Hopefully not one where they don't feel like they can be whoever they want to be because of lack of representation. Is it safe to say that women of color are consistently um, dismissed in their emotions and not, they're completely ignored with any, any express to fact you are dismissed. If you express, you can present a PowerPoint and it will be continually be dismissed. Is it safe to say that women of color are are constantly dismissed? Well, I mean, for example, like just the lack of like women of colors. Okay, there are being out there. Yeah, I mean, yes, from personal experience, from people I know and their experience. Yeah, because let's take another statistic to that can address this. So there was a survey done for the past 30 years of the top 100 artists in the United States of America. And out of those 100 artists that were listed, 25 were women and only three were like black women of color. So, yeah, I mean, over the 30 years, they could only find three. They only listed three. That's it. That's not, um, that doesn't make any sense to me. Especially with all of the struggle, you know, like, that's just complete nonsense. I just have so many questions. Just for people that keep putting stuff together, like, why, why is it not as valuable compared to the continual shit that you keep putting and perpetuating out like as someone that frequently views art and is an appreciator of art why do we continually perpetuate the same thing over and over again instead of being more inclusive and diverse like uh like it it, if it's good it's good like it has nothing to do with like why do we have to be systematically racist even in art like like what what are the, the the things that are going on in your head as someone that is creating events? Why are we dismissing a different, like, an, an art that is the same, at the same level, if not better? 
I'm not really sure. I feel like there's many ways to answer that question because it is it does end up becoming like a personal thing yeah. if you're talking about the level of Fresno, for example. Yeah. Because, um, I mean, that's not like high-end galleries. Um, I mean, minus Spectrum Gallery, that is a fine art gallery, and it's high, very highly respected. I think that's a prestigious place people sleep on. <laughs> Um, wake up to that, guys. Anyways, um, in Fresno, I don't know. I don't know, but my concern is more bigger cities, museums, bigger galleries, um, established galleries, fine art galleries, and that's basically like the what we're referencing here, not specifically Fresno. Um, and that's an institutional issue. It's been that way. And it just hasn't changed. It's, um, you know, there's a, I guess if it comes down to blame, I feel like there's a lot of people who could be blamed. And it goes down to even how those organizations work. And they're aware of it. That's the thing. They're aware of it. They're not, this isn't like they're completely blind. The people who are in leadership roles who have um, more authority in the art world, um, people who run auctions, people who um, get to curate museums, like, this isn't something where they're just like, oh, I've never heard of this before, what are you talking about, you know, like, what? No, this is literally built in and embedded in our society, it's just like, we've been so quiet about it for so long, that's how oppression works, it just like, subconsciously, it just seeps in, and you internalize it, therefore you externally, when you observe it, you don't even notice anything different. You don't notice anything off. It's just you normalized it. You've internalized it, that oppression that everybody's going through, especially women of color in the arts, people of color in general. Let's just, let's be real. What's going on right now? A lot is going on right now. A lot of that's been going on. Don't think just because slavery is illegal that, like, the after effects, um, that, like, just because the laws change, things are so different now. They're not, necessarily. And if you go down to the South, they're not different. And if you're a black person or a person of color, like, and, and you're still afraid of the cops, like, there's so many things going on. And I feel like in the art world, it's like there's people who definitely are there to, um, you know, perpetuate change and are proponents of diversity and encouraging diversity. And then I think there are people who are just, they just accept the way it is and they just continue, continuously keep doing that. What can we do... <laughs> What is the goal? Like, what what do we need to do to enrich the community and show representation as individuals? What's the best thing we can do right now? Oh, I think for sure. That's a great question. I think um, as individuals, um, like, especially if you're an artist and you know other artists, um, if you're a woman artist, reach out to other artists that you know, or um, donate uh, creative resources to other artists, especially ones who may not have the means at the time. Um, Be willing to share. Um, Be willing to, like, maybe include a person on in a show with you. Why not? Why not give someone some space to share their work? Um, Also, like, donating... to uh, sources that directly fund women of color artists. I think that's a great move. I've seen people on Instagram just like PayPal women of color, just money, or even just like, just give them money. And I'm all for that. You can do that too. That's my, my suggestion. Just like, (laughs) just, just give them it. Just who gives a shit? Like, fuck it. Like, Instead of your white friend that's making BL, BLM fucking bullshit that's, that has nothing to do with them, just go to, like, anybody, anybody else. 
and just be like, if they want, you don't need to necessarily be that white person. Just be like, what can I do for you? Because I have uh, internalized racism towards myself, and I, I just feel like shit because I'm white. No, like, <laughs> don't do that. Yeah, or <laughs> you know, like that. if you have an artist friend who just um, doesn't have like the means right now to get the certain yeah. supplies they might be needing, or certain um, things that they may be lacking at the moment. Maybe just, like, help them out. Like, yeah, simple things like that. Like, simple um, gestures of kindness and, like, inclusivity and being like, hey, I'm an artist, you're an artist. Like, let's help each other out. I learned just from this episode alone how to be a person with a platform. You know, like, all I had to do, it was the easiest fucking shit ever, too, like, all you have, like, if you are intimidated to, uh, share your platform that you have with a woman of color or any minority and anything that you, that is outside of yourself, right? If you're intimidated by that, let me tell you how easy it is. All you have to do is shut the fuck up and then you'll be, t- <laughs> then you'll realize what are the needs. Like, the amount of maturity that I developed and the amount of knowledge that I developed in ju- in creating this episode alone um, would have never been uh, accessed if I didn't just let go of that uh, anxiety and if I just, if I didn't listen, if I continued on with the trend that I've been carrying on for years of just like, all right, I'm gonna do my thing and just go along with it. If I didn't just adapt and say, hey, like, if this is what you want to do, just tell me how to do it. it what, I think that's a lot of our problem too, is our refusal of adaptability and our refusal yeah. and our refusal to out of your comfort zone. Yeah. And also our fear of making mistakes. Right. Like it's okay. Like I'm, you have to be okay with being told that you're wrong or being told that how you're handling it right now isn't going to be beneficial for me and for the people that are in my community. Like, just own it and accept it. And, and you had a really good, like, stance on this whole thing, which your, your motto this whole time is like, it's not necessarily an argument. It's not necessarily a conversation. It's just what it is. And we just need to do what we need to do to get rid of the, the issue. That's all we have to do. If we just have an open heart and we're, we're just like accepted and, and want to evolve and change, that's it. We don't have to do like this whole, like, this whole thing, like, I mean, if you want to, like, donate to PayPal's and donate your resources, you can, but sometimes the easiest thing to do is just do what you're already doing, but be more adaptable, and, right. and have an openness and willingness, and, um, it's not that hard, honestly, this was, the, this was so easy, and I learned so much, like, right, like, <laughs> like, like be able to listen to other people without being reactive, I think that, is so important to give people the space to even express like these things. I never felt like when I was showing in Fresno that I could express these things to people. I felt honestly a little stifled. I felt like maybe no one could relate because no one was talking about it. No one. And it, it, it makes, it warms my heart that people did reach out and people were like, yeah, no, I get it. I feel it. I see it. And I'm like, good I got you you know I got you yeah um and um I think that especially as creative expressive individuals I think for us not even to be able to express that to one another that's sad like why should it be and that brings me back to the whole lack of a connective community there that it just seemed it seemed very divided and um different collectives different factions um and that's like not how it should be. I don't think it needs to be that way. I don't think we need to have like one group of people on one side and another group of people on the other side. Yeah. I think if we're all inclusive, things will be way more successful. If we're all inclusive, but not to the point of being very like all the same, then we'll still have yeah. the educational means and not feel so alone. Exactly, and that's just the whole, like, human experience is uh, 
that connectivity is like we're just here to connect with people and other humans whatever through whatever expression that is and like for me yeah that's art um and i i want i want to continue doing that and i want to continue to see more people being represented quite honestly like i would love to go back to fresno and see some punjabi girl showing somewhere or like doing something like that would make my that would make me so proud i'm challenging you all i'm going to conclude the podcast with a challenge i'm challenging you all while we're in quarantine for another like fucking six months let's make an effort to learn what inclusiveness is go beyond our comfort zone and make ourselves as uncomfortable as possible so we can become educated. That's that's the challenge of this. And that's also my goal for this podcast episode today is to tell you guys to go outside of yourselves and talk about something you are usually not too sure how to talk about it and you're kind of afraid because you might fuck up. I want to challenge you guys to be uncomfortable and also take the time to research what you are passionate about and donate to that stop just like rapidly just donating and donating and donating and not doing the proper research and yeah be and well you, informed yeah inform yourself in what you're what you want to see out of something instead of just doing whatever your your other friends are doing like what is your what is your passion your end game for this movement that's happening like what do you want out of it and what do you want to see your your brothers and sisters benefit out of it that are being affected by what's been happening for centuries in our in right. our country? Yeah, and I think like let's be vulnerable and take off our little masks and like have those little the, those conversations that you know people might want to tiptoe around or think like it's going to be so uncomfortable. It's actually not a big deal. You can just sit down and talk to someone. It's um not that tough it's really not guys it's yeah not it's really not um but just ask people what they need like <laughs> especially like when it comes to like an artistic community you know make it easy for people and ask them what they need That's what, what could be done like let's come together and um have more shows conclude on that note uh please do wear your cloth mask though don't be a fake ass bitch but do wear your do wear your cloth mask wash your hands continue to social distance don't be a racist asshole read a book uh donate to community resources donate to your favorite uh minority artist or find one just find one, Google it. Uh, you can search yeah. the hashtag "Women of Color Artists." I'm sure that's a hashtag in Instagram. There right. you go. Yeah, start learning about female artists, guys, because actually, it's not that easy to name five. And I don't know if you guys can, but if you can't, it's a good place to start. There you go. No, because we need to change, you know, the overrepresentation of men in art history and start writing our own history of the arts. So yes let's start there yes do you want followers on instagram or you don't even care no more oh the clout you're offering me some clout (laughs) um i honestly don't care but i'm gonna put it out there in case anybody wants to talk to me personally about any of this if they can relate to this or if they've experienced this or um if they have any thoughts opinions 
go ahead, message me. I will respond. <laughs> um, so, yeah, my handle is at Mardalas. So it's M-A-A-R dot D-A-L-A. And, yeah, otherwise you can just look me up, Sonia Rye. There you go. Bam. Ooh. Sonia is going to be back no. on the podcast uh, soon. We have a lot of ep- other episodes ideas um, that yes. will be coming out later in the season. She is investing in herself and her education, so there's going to be a really long gap. But do not worry, she's coming back. Because while creating this, <laughs> there was so much other shit that needed to be addressed. Um, right. Be sure to like and share this episode. Educate yourselves. Uh, uh, educate yeah. the people around you. Like and you. share, guys. Like and share. Yes. Wash your hands and like and share yeah. again. Do it in a social distancing aspect, please. Um, Spotify, Anchor FM, and there's five other places you can hear by podcasts, but we only talk about the cool ones, which is Spotify and Anchor FM. Um, fo- you can follow me if you want on that Sage Advice on Instagram. I went on private mode just because... Uh, it felt right. I like to close my doors at night. You know what I'm saying? Like, I've been watching a lot of catfish. I feel that. I feel that so hard. Right also, now. I've been watching a lot of catfish during this quarantine, so that fucked with my head too. So. Oh no! <laughs> that show is so crazy. I don't like that show. I love Neve and Max, so I miss Max. But Neve and Max, is they are so jaded. I watched like the old ones, and then I watched like the recent ones. He's so over it. He just wants to go home to his wife and kids. I you can that. tell. I love that vibe. He's like, fuck, are you ki- You really think you're talking to Drake right now? Like, I love that shit. <laughs> it's a whole mood. But yeah, yeah. Like, be safe on the internet as well. Uh, use it to a for a positive force and change, please. Of course, of course. All right, to everybody out there, bye. Bye-bye.